0: Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Living Astrology with Janet Hickox. And with me this morning is Tam Vayu of the Energy Almanac. Good morning, Tam.
1: Hi, good morning, Janet. Happy to be here again. If you're
0: here with me, it must be time for Astro Inklings, right, to look ahead at February.
1: Here we go again.
0: (laughs) Right, isn't it? It's pretty amazing how quickly time is going by, like, We know that when we get to December of a year, we're like, oh, man, where'd that year go? But it's different when we're actually living it in each moment, like you and I meet on a monthly basis. So we're already like, wow, where did that month go?
1: Yeah, and we're already we're writing
0: the 2025 almanac. So we're like, oh, "Oh, we're in 2025.
1: Yeah, it's it can get pretty confusing. But you're right, like the monthly marker of Oh, here's the Astro Inklings. Podcast, it's wow! Another month already.
0: <laughs> I know, and as we go in February, to me is um, it's an interesting month. I like the word interesting because it's it's sort of uh, neutral. <laughs> yeah, is, it, of, yeah. is it interesting? Like on a high? Or is it interesting on a not so high? It's just interesting because there are some really key things for us to, to look at. So I'm excited to break it down and see what your thoughts are on all of this. And mm-hmm. uh, I should have looked this up and I didn't. Doggone it. What do you know when? I think it must be on the 9th uh, when the Lunar New Year begins, the Chinese New Year.
1: Oh, um, no, I don't know when that is. I actually thought it was closer to around the 20th. So I don't know
0: i think it happens with the new moon
1: oh well that makes sense because yes. it's a
0: lunar it's a lunar calendar and it, it, we're going into the year of the wood dragon yeah the so wood. i yeah i love the dragon symbology yeah. of it all yep. and uh so i'm looking forward to that and it's funny because we have all these different new years right we have the calendar new year we just passed through the human design new year and right. we're going into the lunar new year and then yeah. we'll have the astrological new year It's a lot uh, in march Yeah, it is a lot. But it's not unlike the Mayans. They had 19 different calendars.
1: Yeah. 19? Mm -hmm. What were they thinking? And who listened to which one (laughs) she was? Well,
0: I mean, the most important one to them was their spiritual calendar. Sure. So which one of ours is the spiritual calendar? That's the question. Right? Is it the astrological one? Is it the human design one? Is it the lunar? Is it the calendar? Pretty sure it's not the calendar new year. No, 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 no.
1: It's not the calendar one for sure. Definitely,
0: definitely. Uh, But it's always an interesting uh, concept. And I had a concept blow me away this morning. Oh, tell me. Oh, let's talk. And I want to share because I, first of all, I woke up this morning And I had this thought, and this is, you know, this is me. I wake up with these thoughts sometimes. I woke up with this thought about what if, what if Saturn isn't masculine? Oh, oh. what if Saturn is really a good partner to have with you on the ride we call Earth? Two thoughts, right? And so I'm going about my morning getting, you know, in the shower, get ready, get over here. And I get to my computer and what do I find? a freaking article from one of my favorite astrologers on Saturn as a feminine energy. So there must be there must be something in the field. And I just picked up the field and this is, that's typical of this kind of week that we're in right now uh, from a human design perspective, because it's about being sensitive to what's in the field.
1: Mm, Interesting.
0: Yeah. So I just thought I got to bring that to everybody. See how everybody sits with that with Saturn being a feminine in some of the older, uh, spiritual texts, they, somebody, and I cannot remember the name now, and I should have brought this with me, um, brought in this idea that there were three feminine planets and it was Venus, the moon and Saturn Mm -hmm. while the sun, Jupiter and Mars were masculine and Mercury neutral, right? When you look at pictures of neutral, he's kind, he, she kind of, androgynous not necessarily yeah and uh I went wow that is really fascinating so some of the older spiritual texts refer to Saturn as feminine which makes so much sense because Capricorn is a feminine sign
1: yeah which always throws me for a loop too that always doesn't feel right but yeah yeah
0: plus it makes sense in that everything else in astrology is all about symmetry balance and harmony right there's six feminine signs there's six masculine signs and Yet in the pantheon of planets, the archetypes of the energies, there was a preponderance of masculine and not enough feminine, right? Because if you, if you look at all of our planets, they're almost all masculine except moon and Venus. And then of course we have the asteroids that came in later, but uh, so Saturn maybe plays this balancing point where we can have the great feminine energy and you know, so think about this. Saturn represents form and structure, right right? Not necessarily a masculine trait, right? Form and structure comes through the great feminine, the container, the vessel hmm. through which we support life, right? And the form and the structure that comes out of the the womb.
1: Wow. Janet, I, I know wow i mean i love i i'm okay with saturn being feminine i think that's kind of a neat idea it's it's about you know sort of wrapping your head around that i i always think of saturn i always think of um well i always think of a grandfather but it's more than that like i think about a man laying bricks you know laying the mortar putting a brick that's how i feel saturn heavy you know um but I understand what you're saying with you know with the creation and then out outcomes this form, this structure. Um, I get it I get what you're saying. It's a matter of
0: trying it on for size. Yeah oh wow. And I'm gonna I'm gonna spin your noodle a little bit further because I also have this vision this morning of Saturn as a partner. For us as humans on the planet, as we go about grounding in our life purpose, our work, um, setting, keeping, helping to keep our feet on the ground in this reality that we find ourselves in being the practical partner to you, right? Uh, As a human, you're crossing the void between spirit and matter right? Spirit mm-hmm. in, bo- in the in the body and Saturn being particularly practical, you know, down to earth kind yeah. of um, energy as a partner in allowing you to stay on the ground and do mm-hmm. the work you came here to do versus I... this, this nemesis. Because I think a lot of times astrologers even will do this. They think of Saturn as a nemesis.
1: I hear you in that. And I actually, I love that idea as Saturn is a partner. What I love about Saturn is the tapping into the the discipline and the structure that can come with that. And if you have a partner holding your hand saying, okay, let's, let's apply discipline right now. I mean, I think that's a grand way to progress your life, right?
0: I agree. Totally. Maybe it's because I have Saturn in Capricorn in my own natal chart that all of a sudden I was like, oh. What if I just twist a little bit the way that I think of Saturn and I'll tell you another reason why that's important to me and it may be important to others because I have Saturn in the gate 60 in my human design and gate 60 is a gate of limitation. And that has always bugged the you know what out of me to have that word in my vocabulary. (laughs) (laughs) You know, as air signs, we just like to fly and be free. Uh, But uh, so maybe there's this new, maybe definition that we can bring to Saturn. And instead of making it a, uh, something we tolerate or a nemesis, how can we absolutely utilize Saturn as a way to really get ahead using, you know, the, because think of a crystalline structure or a building. If you're building something, you know, you're adding things piece by piece. Mm -hmm. It forms the lasting nature. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Anyway, I didn't mean to go off on the noodle already this morning, but. uh, Love it.
1: Yeah. What what an interesting discussion.
0: Test it out in your own life, right? No matter what sign your Saturn is in, test it out. Where does he become or she become a partner in helping you move forward in your life rather than a nemesis? And Mm. what does a good partner do? supports, points out when you're going in the wrong direction, kind of like, "Mm, mm, maybe mm, uh," do a left turn here. Um, And that's what a good partner would do, right? Be a helpmate, be somebody that uh, helps you see your blind spots, perhaps. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think we can have fun with Saturn now.
1: I think we can. I like it a lot.
0: Yes. Okay. Let's get into February. That was the whole purpose of our being here today. Tell us from the energy almanac standpoint, what is February all about?
1: Uh, the theme that I chose for the illustrated page at the top is always the theme. Oh, I wrote opportunities and action. And mm-hmm. I I know why. Oh, yeah, you have it too. Yeah. Um, and I know why I wrote that. It's because of, and I don't, I know we didn't talk about it last month, <clears throat> online we talked about it offline is the jupiter saturn sextile? and do you remember talking about that after the january we, yeah show? we
0: did kind of talk about that
1: yeah yeah um i think that was sort of the top of my mind when i was writing about 2024 and um it's kind of funny because i've actually had a lot of people um approached me in the last week saying all the opportunities that are coming at them i don't know if it's because jupiter is now moving forward but they're like damn, you said there would be a lot of opportunities and and oh my god here they come and um i guess i carried it over into february so i mean obviously there's tons of Aquarian energy this month um and some piscean energy coming in but that's what i how i flavored it opportunities and action
0: yeah. I, the, the biggest news, I think, of, that February holds for all of us is this. January 19th or 20th, it was when Pluto moved into Aquarius. He's just yeah. sitting at zero degrees of Aquarius. And this month, a parade of inner planets moves into to zero Aquarius, kind of the yeah. handshake, if you will, with Pluto. So, yeah. you know, for example, February 5th, Mercury conjuncts Pluto. At zero degrees of Aquarius, Mm -hmm. 0.30, but it doesn't really matter. It's that new degree. That new degree. And what we have is the mind, communication, our Mm -hmm. thought processes, how we market ourselves, all the things that Mercury represents coming into a handshake with Pluto, the great transformer.
1: And and with Aquarius energy attached. I mean, it's- Right, with all of that inventive. It's a big deal.
0: It is a big deal.
1: deal.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Followed on February 14th by Mars moving into that same handshake situation Mm -hmm. with Pluto. Now, these two are more volatile. I think Mercury moving into Pluto isn't so volatile as it is maybe inventive breakthroughs, ideas, you know, that kind of thing. Mars conjunct Pluto, though, can get a little bit more uh, explosive. But... It could be explosions of inventiveness, right? of uh, innovation,
1: Innovation, yeah. lots uh, of big ideas. It could be initiating. Yep.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. And Mars and Pluto actually are co-rulers of the sign of Scorpio anyway. So it's not like they're enemies. Right. Right. They're not really enemies. They are, they they're do like, good together.
1: Yeah. More like linking arms.
0: Yeah. Comrades. Right. Congress, they can yeah. uh, work together really well. The question is, how well do they work together in Aquarius? I don't know. But here's what I noted yesterday. This is, by the way, on February 14th. Right. So it could add a lot of spice, sexual tension uh, to the uh, February 14th atmosphere, to the whole idea of love and romance. Yeah. Okay, that's aside. Um Yesterday, I got this interesting email of, from the state of Washington mm-hmm. and it was about uh, creating regulations around AI and oh. making sure that the government itself had the, had regulations so that they weren't like going all in and, You know, without thinking first about what it is that they needed to do, like what structures or forms Saturn do we need to have in place? Because Saturn also rules Aquarius Mm -hmm. um, in order to support this growing AI presence. I mean, it's here with us. We're not going to get rid of it. But we need to figure out how we're going to use it to its best advantage right. without getting away with it. So I see that as kind of an Aquarian theme mm-hmm. that maybe these inner planets are kind of sending, you know, the the energy out to us to really think about those kinds of of uh, details. The devil's in the details kind of thing. Oh, with goodness. Mercury conjunct Pluto, we have the right. devil in the details. Oh, Mars perfect. conjunct Pluto, what actions are we going to take around those? Right. Two days later, Venus enters Aquarius. (laughs) The feminine shakes the hand of the very masculine transformer. And then she actually technically conjuncts Pluto on the 17th because she moves into Aquarius at zero degrees. But it's 0.5 degrees where she actually meets up with Pluto. Mm -hmm. And I, I just think that that is. I mean, if everybody could journal in the month of February, I think it would be pretty awesome later to go back later in this year even to go back and look at what began for you in the month of February in the month
1: of February that's really interesting um last month you indicate you said that um excuse me yeah 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 we were talking about January and and we said twenty twenty four is the year to have a journal and really pay attention to what's going on I'm actively doing it I hope you are Janet I'm making notes about what's going on astrologically and then making my journal note entries. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And here as we move into the next week, uh we are moving in uh from a point of view February 3rd, we move into the first week of okay, the first quarter of the year in terms of human design. So in human design the new year is offset from when the actual first quarter of the year begins. Oh and that's God. because those first couple of weeks we call it sort of this dream time where we're in this position of sort of calculating or dreaming or you know getting ideas. So all those people that are talking to you about opportunities, these are the seeds, the crystallized ideas for what comes once we start the first quarter of the year. And it's always fascinating to me that in human design, the the quarters change with the cross quarter days. So here we are at Imbolc on February 2nd and 3rd, and that's when the first quarter of the year begins. The next quarter will begin at Beltane, which is Mm -hmm. the, you know, these are the halfway points of the seasons. Right, Mm -hmm. and uh, so on and on throughout the year, we get to these new quarters, and the new quarters are where the real starting gates are. Mm -hmm. So, these couple of weeks that we've been in and are continuing to be in until February 3rd are about consideration, evaluation, planning, dreaming, imagining, and then we begin to really see the effects in the outer world of what it is that we can do, and that begins. February 3rd.
1: Hmm.
0: At at least through human design, it starts then. So, you know, that's why I said in the beginning we have all these different markers of when the new year begins and when, right? Right. right, It could drive you crazy. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But from an energetic standpoint, and you're an energetic being, and human design is charting that energetic self, that energy you are. We are about to embark on the actual first steps out of the imagination or dream time. Mm. Actions. Actions, right?
1: Actions, opportunities, and actions. There we go. Right?
0: Yeah. And, you know, contrary to uh, popular belief, just because we're thinking about something, just because we're aligned emotionally with something, It doesn't mean that it happens right we actually live in a concrete world we actually have to take steps forward so now we're you know now we're going to move all of that you know seed that ideas into reality what are you going to do about it
1: and here here we could use saturn as a partner to prod us to take proper steps yeah take the proper steps Yeah. yeah manifestation requires more than feeling and dreaming. You have to take a uh, dream without a plan. is just a wish.
0: Correct. And I think that's where a lot of people get confused, right? They're saying, I'm focusing on the dream guy of my life and I, I'm aligned with it. But are you taking steps toward that? You're actually going, going
1: out? out of the house <laughs> right are you yeah. look
0: are you hanging out where those kind of men would be or those kind of women would be right No, yeah. well, okay. you think he's just gonna miraculously drop through your ceiling <laughs> It's kind of funny, but that's you know one of the things that we have to you know find Saturn as a partner for, right. Right. To keep us in alignment. So anyway, so early February for us is really that point in time. And with this parade of planets coming in to meet uh, Pluto at zero degrees of Aquarius, it is time to really start to take that imagination, that innovative energy plan that you've been working on and to really step out with courage.
1: Mm yeah you know this reminds me again i'm january and february this year it's so interesting because we talked a lot last month about um not taking action until that new moon there was a new moon in capricorn right Mm -hmm. and we said don't take action until later in the month in january and my some of my coaching clients and some of my friends they're like i still don't feel like taking action it was late in january they're like i still don't feel it i'm not there i'm not there and so february Here we go. We can start putting boots on the ground and actually doing the actions.
0: Yeah. And of course, everybody else, everybody's human design and astrology is different. So everybody's timing could be a little bit different. Yeah. Um, and and that's okay. It has to be okay. So if you're someone who's already started to take action because that's what was opened up for you, then don't worry about the fact that we're saying, Oh, "Oh, hey, February third is this great day.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, don't worry about that because in your uh chart it could be very possible that that was the better timing for
1: you right right be with your flow
0: correct good that's a good way to say it be in your flow be in your truth right that's that's the big key um now that first week in feb the first couple of days in february uh while there's not a whole lot astrologically going on like friday or well let's see yeah oh friday today's the 31st i don't have to turn my calendar not yet not yet (laughs) So Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and and even uh, Sunday energies are kind of mild. There's not a whole lot of big news other than in human design, the uh, change that's occurring in terms of the energetics of the first quarter of the year. Mm -hmm. Uh, But we do have a couple of transits that are worth mentioning. Um, Mercury in a sextile to uh, Neptune on Groundhog's Day. I just think that is so Funny, Like, talk about a synchrony, a weird a coincidence, right? <laughs> Mercury,
1: s- sextile, Neptune. Okay, how is that funny? I guess I don't get it.
0: Because I think of Neptune sometimes as putting things in front of us that we don't understand. And Groundhog's Day is yeah. always sort of like this. I keep waking up and the things, it's a, the same day, mass, you know, push the button and repeat. Wash, rinse, repeat. And uh, so, I don't know, Mercury and uh, Neptune coming together, the mind and the spirit sort of planets yep. makes me think about the repeating of our patterns, ah. right? Maybe having um, an aha moment around uh, how your repeating patterns are uh, playing out in your life for good or not so good, right? Mm-hmm. Usually the repeating patterns are not so good. Yeah, right. Right. If it's a repeating pattern of prosperity, I don't think anybody's going <laughs> to care. Bring it. Yeah. yeah, but if it's a repeating pattern of lack or yeah. scarcity, we're going to notice that because mm-hmm. it's going to hurt. It's going to pinch. So Mercury sextile Neptune on Groundhog's Day, maybe take a look at what's repeating in your life mm. That's you don't want the
1: repeat. Right, right. right.
0: What aren't you noticing <laughs> yeah. or what's coming to your attention? Yeah. Uh, I was having this is an aside story, but. I was having this conversation with my nephew, who is, uh, he's a very difficult person. He's a 6'3 in human design. He has a whole ton of experiments and failed trials and errors and all this kind of stuff. And he was telling me how horrible my family was. And this is like repeated things from his own family and all of this. And I just looked at him. I go, hmm, what's the common denominator in all of this? Oh, and then I said, You are the common denominator here. So it's not me. It's not my family. It's not your family. It's you. So I invite you to take a look at what it is that is this repeating pattern. What is it all about? Oh, he told me I was a whack job and hung up on me. It was just kind of crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the point. If we're not willing to look, we're not going to see.
1: That's it. And some people will never look, and that's, that's okay too
0: if that's okay too, he's only 37. So it's yeah. a possibility. He's just not ready to see that yet. Yeah. But um, that's the whole point. I mean, I'm so willing, maybe because of my age, maybe because of the work I do, I will look at those patterns. I'll like, oh my God, why is yeah. this happening again?
1: Right. Oh, for sure. And then again, we can do something it could about age. it. Could be wisdom. Could be we're sick of having to deal with that same thing. He's not sick of it yet. He's not, he's not in enough pain to be willing to look.
0: Yeah, he's too busy blaming everybody else outside of him, uh, you know, instead of really taking a look at, well, what is this, what am I doing, right? Yeah. What, how am I being in this? And he's not ready to do that. That's fine. Mm. Um, but also, you're not, I'm not going to allow you to make it my problem.
1: Right. Oh. Right.
0: So we Good have to, we have for- to watch out for that. We have to, because it's a big thing
1: for being willing to speak to him. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's, oh, a weird, it's a weird, it's a weird situation. The
1: really
0: yeah. Uh, yeah. There's a lot of people out there this morning. Good morning, Pam and Christine and Jolie, Pauline. It's good to see you. Lo Kamal. Oh my gosh, Kamal. I haven't seen you in forever. It's great to have you. Uh, Pauline, to answer your question, yes, tonight at 3 p.m. Pacific time. It'll be 6 p.m. for those of you on the East Coast. I will be on Angel Heart Radio with Annette McCoy. and sadly. It will be the only time I am with her this year, which I was shocked by. How many shocks are going on out there in the world? Uh, I was shocked (laughs) by uh, a change in direction for her for this year. So it means that if you want to see me on Angel Heart Radio, tonight is the night, 3 p.m. Facebook, her Angel Heart Radio Facebook page, 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. East Coast time. Uh, Anyway let's go back to February. So we already talked about February 4th where Mercury moves into Aquarius. Mm -hmm. Uh, But then we also have the Mercury conjunct Pluto. Do you have any thoughts about how that might impact you or
1: the greater (laughs) world? Um, I'm hoping it'll, it'll give me some insight into changing. um, I don't know. How do I say this? Like, I'm looking and hoping for more inspiration and in ways to innovate the Energy Almanac, to be very honest.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that was a great uh, email you sent out yesterday. Great feedback already coming in about that.
1: Yeah, Um, it's been on my mind for a while, but maybe that will be the time when the information comes together for the future of the Almanac. And, and, you know, that's hopefully...
0: And Aquarius is always such a, a sign of the future, anyway. So yeah. we're all, we're already being sort of tasked with looking ahead, right? Yeah. Still, stay feet on the ground here, but we looking ahead. What comes next? How can we better serve? Right. Um, what's more innovative, and all of that. So I think that's a. And Mercury rules writing. It rules the yeah. whole idea of putting out a blog post, a yeah. book, a an almanac. Yes. So,
1: exactly I'm, I'm hoping that I, I saw that transit in my notes and i was like oh please <laughs> i'd like for it to come together in gel so i can get ch- check that off my list yes yeah.
0: oh pauline has a great question i bet you can answer she says she's still trying to figure out what the purpose of the energy almanac is more explanation she's got so many already mm. Mm.
1: um so i don't know what pauline's level of knowledge is about astrology but i would say the energy almanac is a what's in the air this week kind of resource for people who are beginning to understand energy and astrology it's really beginners level weekly astrology and human design predictions uh it's a it's a resource for people
0: Absolutely. Like just for instance, just on the front page of the February, the month of February, we have January 29th through February 4th. Tam has laid out what to do and what's not so good to do. It says do practice self-love and it says do not cling to codependency. So we would expect to see those kinds of themes running through the collective or running through people's lives. And it may not, you know, it's not going to be everybody that is going to experience that. It will be a good percentage of you out there experiencing this idea of self-love and moving away from codependency. And Mm -hmm. each week, you know, the astrological key byline is there on that front page. So that makes it easy. That's one easy thing. And then we also get into the moons right? Mm-hmm. The the moon articles are really awesome. And that brings me to the first week, the second, first full week of February, we have a new moon.
1: Nice segue. <laughs> nice segue. I- yeah, the, the new moon in Aquarius. So, so in the almanac, there'll be a whole page about that. Again, really uh, simplified. And, and Janet said it well to me privately. Um, she, Janet is a more technical approach to astrology. The energy almanac really is a more uh easy to easier to read it's for beginners really it's it's energetically written it's it's a lot of coaching involved in in the predictions like that so our art we do have moon articles with affirmations and month monthly moon work exercises you can do in them yeah
0: it's for the layman right that's for the
1: layman very well said yeah
0: for people who are just you know interested in astrology just starting out um, and, and by no means is it light on content. I mean, Ew, you know, for for layman it doesn't mean it's light. It means that you know there's a lot of teaching it, uh, about what's happening yeah. uh, in that almanac. So, um, I think most of us that get the almanac, we sort of follow it on a week by week basis to see absolutely what to expect.
1: <laughs> quick, just a really quick side story on my part. I had somebody okay. bumped into me yesterday. Um, she's new to the almanac, but she absolutely loves it. And she's doing this huge real estate deal. And she literally told her uh, client, I can't finish this conversation till I go home and refer to my book to be sure that this is really good timing for me. <laughs> 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 or in That's... general, I in general. Yep. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, it's yeah. Like, yeah. It's, you know, so we, we, we want to encourage people to know these things.
1: Yeah. 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 So, uh, so we have a, a super moon, right?
0: Ah, uh, the super moons come later in the year. Uh it mm. might be a super new moon. I'd have to look that one up.
1: Yes, it's a super new moon at twenty twenty Aquarius on February ninth. Yeah, according to Sarah Ray. Yep,
0: twenty forty one of Aquarius, and that puts it in a uh, square to Mm. Uranus and Taurus. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I was thinking about that yesterday as I pulled the chart for the the new moon. I was thinking about how many times over the past uh, year that the new moon or the full moon has coincided with a square, a challenging tension sort of aspect with the planet Uranus. Mm. Is it any wonder we feel like we're on our last nerves, right? Or (laughs) that... (laughs) That there's this anxiety that uh, somebody, somebody told me the other day um, that she was so filled with anxiety, but she didn't know why. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, let's take a look. Let's take a Mm -hmm. look at the chart and see why. And it wasn't immediately clear what it was. Um, but then we started to look at Uranus and its configuration in her chart, and oh. we could see exactly, you know, where is that coming from? So now we have this on a collective level, a new moon, right? And instead of thinking about it as the tension, how about the stimulation toward St- inspiration?
1: Ooh. Oh, that is a really great exchange of words there. Ooh, stimulation.
0: Right. It's not so much the anxiety or the tension, although that may be part of the experience. But if we can kind of recategorize that as being stimulated to do something different,
1: to do something
0: new, to step outside the comfort zone. That's what Taurus energy can do so well, (laughs) get stuck in that zone. Um, So they need a little bit more of that oomph to push themselves out of it
1: do you see this moon uh, playing more to like our value systems or self-worth rather than sort of economy and money?
0: I do kind of see Uh, in the, in the chart itself of the new moon, it is placed. uh, Uranus is placed in the 10th house. Now houses don't mean too much in the, in a, mundane chart. This is a mundane chart, not to yeah. use astro speak, but it just means a chart yeah. that we're drawing on something that isn't a person, right? right. It's, uh, it's on an event like or something, it's general. Yeah. Um, so, you know, in the 10th house, then I would think that it's a call for us to be in our own authority. Mm. And to get to our own yeah. authority, we have to know our values and live by our values and be worthy uh, all of that. So it does make sense that it would be that way. I don't see it as much of a financial. Yeah. As soon as I say that, then we're going to have, you know, something happen, but um, <laughs> okay. it, you know, it's always possible. Taurus does rule the banking and the economy and all of that. Uh, but we're kind of at a stand still sort of there. Things are getting better. Uh, we haven't had any huge hits financially. Cross our fingers, knock on wood. Um so I feel like it's really focusing on us personally at this point.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. So that's a good thing. And then as we look at when I when I'm evaluating a new moon and I don't know if you do this if you draw charts for the well no because you have somebody else writing the moons never mind. Wow. Um, but when we look at the, the new moon chart, I like to look at what are the aspects the sun and the moon are making to other planets. First, mm-hmm. I look at that first yep. and there is that square. Of course, that's what popped out first, um, mm-hmm. to, uh, Uranus, but there's also a trine and, uh, uh, to our South nodes to the South node, which oh. is in Libra. So in a way, you know, the south node in Libra is ruled by Venus, again, a planet of values and self-worth. Yeah. So I think that just kind of adds to this idea that this moon is really about stepping out of your comfort zone to live your values in the worthy way for you.
1: Oh, that's interesting because when you think about Aquarius, one of the things that I think about new moon in Aquarius, the rebellious nature, right? Uniqueness, the uniqueness of. Oh, yeah. It's definitely
0: a call for us to be more and more of our unique self, right? Because it's your uniqueness that adds to the tapestry of the collective. Otherwise, we're all vanilla. Right.
1: Right. Oh, how boring.
0: Right? And as much as I like vanilla, I don't want it in everything. Right. Right. <laughs> so uh, we have to be able to bring in like, what makes you different from me? Mm-hmm. What makes me different from any other astrologer? What makes a lawyer in one way different from a diff- another one? Everybody mm-hmm. has their own uh, uniqueness. And that's, we're being, you know, kind of tasked to pivot This is a pivot year and the pivot is about being more clear about who we are and applying ourselves to the world Mm. and not just being a cookie cutter, you know, thinking we have to be something that we're not. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then I like to look with the moons. I also like to look at the um, other planetary connections, like what else is going on? And, you know, I look, the the charts are always kind of messy because you've got lines going everywhere. Mm -hmm. Um, But we also have quite a few planets in Aquarius.
1: Yes, we do. I definitely saw that.
0: (laughs) Yep. Sun, moon, Mercury, Pluto. It's all there. And in the way that I look at the charts now in whole sign, you see them all. And that means there's a lot of focus on the Aquarian side of our charts, wherever Mm -hmm. that is in your own personal chart. In mine, it's in the eighth house. Or is that Pisces? Cancer <laughs> rising, Capricorn seventh, Aquarius on the eighth. Why did that bite blank out all of a sudden there? So, uh, you know, and what's the biggest theme going on in my own life right now? Transformation.
1: Ooh.
0: Right? Ooh. So it's a key theme. If you, where's Aquarius in your chart? Do you know offhand? Third Third house. So what is it that you are looking at in your life right now? It's about how do I write? Mm-hmm. What do I write? What do I want to put into the energy almanac, which is a, you know, piece of, of, uh, it's a publication. It's a, it's writing, um, right. So that's where this transformative, innovative energy is running through your own chart. Mm-hmm. So the new moon really gives us that opportunity to, to make that next step. Um, but remember the new moon is in the dark. So we don't know, we don't know (laughs) how it's gonna turn out. We just don't, that's what the full moon's job is. By then we get to see, oh, maybe I need to alter my course. But at the new moon, it's just pure potential. Mm. No strings, no rules. Just if I were gonna be my freaky genius self, what would that be? What would that look like? What <laughs> would I do? Freaky
1: genius I love that language. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm full of words today. Uh, so be your freaky genius self. Dare to be it. Yeah. Dare right? To be, Dare yeah. to be that. That's kind of what how I see that new movie. <laughs> oh,
1: what is um uh, uh, Rumi says, uh, be notorious. Ooh. Be notorious. Stop being, you know, don't be vanilla. That's exactly right. Be notorious. I love yeah.
0: that. So this is a total aside, but yesterday I got an email from somebody talking about this new tool on genetic matrix, mm-hmm. which is both astrology and human design, but it's mostly geared to human design and it's called a success codex. Oh. Now you could you only get access to it if you're a pro member, which of course I'm a pro member. So I got access to it right away and it has stimulated all kinds of genius thinking on my part about <laughs> how to work with people and how to, you know, show people, help people to get into their path of their genius. And I, I pulled yours yesterday. Yay! Uh,
1: I was going to write to you and ask.
0: (laughs) I did. I, I, I pulled yours yesterday and I pulled my friend Asa's, uh, because, you know, it's a new tool. I have to look at it. I have to break it down in, in order. And I see it as something transformational and it really is, uh, it ties all of the different pieces that i know human design gene keys astrology together wow. in a sort of formula for success.
1: wow, i cannot wait to get that one in the email.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh, it's amazing. so i don't know it, it to me it's just a, it'll be a tool, another yeah. tool, you know, of transformation yeah. uh for that i use with my clients, but sure. To, to say that it didn't start me thinking about what is my own genius and mm. you know, where am I out of a align- Cause it also tells you where you're not in alignment. Yeah. Like if you're not resonating to this word, uh, let's see one of the words, what was it where I was like, Oh shoot. Uh, uh, da, da, da. for example, my mercury is, um, is this mine. No, that's why it doesn't look familiar. It's not mine. Um, is, uh, an activation it's the catalyst and it my superpower is listed there and my superpower is teaching i went of course it is
1: of course it is is. so it's like
0: almost like allowing me to be who i truly am oh yay where i've been i know i've been doing this in my whole life is trying to be something that i thought everybody outside of me wanted me to be
1: Mm. wow so
0: To tie this back to February, yeah, (laughs) because we're getting off topic a little bit, but to tie it back to February, this is the time for all, did that just come up because of no, you know, I mean, the timing of it is pretty eloquent, if you ask me.
1: Right, right. That's what I was just thinking. Like the, the shockwaves, like it was kind of for you, like, oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. And those oh, wow moments are happening. I've had a few myself. I just love it. And I wonder like in, in the chat, if other people are having their own shocking moments so far.
0: In fact, I'm going to say that to you all. I don't know if you get to see the chat, but you know, tell us in the chat, what shocking things have happened to you? Because oh, yeah. remember the North node is at the gate of shock or awakening in human design all the way up until May 9th, I believe it is. And I've had lots of shocks like, not kill you down dead shocks, but, like, finding out yesterday that Angel Heart Radio, my monthly go-to radio broadcast, won't happen the rest of 2024. What? <laughs> what? Yeah. Um, and that um, that's just a minor little thing. The success code. When it came out, I was like, oh, my God. <gasps> yeah. Uh, so shocks are distinctly Aquarius right? Mm, There's this, there's this element, even though the nodes aren't in Aquarius, this is really uh, an Aries uh, Libra thing. Uh, But those shocks are waking us up Mm. to be living our authentic selves.
1: Right. Oh, I love it. And so many planets, you know, God, Mars, Mercury, Pluto,
0: Think of them as the handshake. That's how I'm thinking of these. These are handshakes. Mercury passing by Pluto handshake. Hello, nice to meet you. What needs to be transformed in the world of communication and the mind and all of that? Mars. Okay, (coughs) what kind of transformation needs to take place in the arena of action and, and dynamic forward motion and then Venus? Okay, how do I need to uh, be more worthy, uh, be more in my values, to be more clear about my values mm. and transform that. So we have lots of handshakes. Of We Beautiful. already had the big one, the sun, right. right? That was on January 20th, that week that or so. One. Yeah, that's the biggie, the sun, handshaking Pluto. Mm-hmm. Where's your core essence? Who are you mm. going to be? Mm. Transform that now. Mm. Yeah. All right. So those are the big deals. Uh, yep. Let's see, there was something else that caught my attention. Mercury squaring Uranus. And that's on the 16th on my calendar. Um, yep. I don't know what time that happens exactly. But it's huh. the same day Venus moves into Aquarius. So there's, that's a day right. that stands out. Yeah. Mercury being the lower essence of Uranus, right? They, mm-hmm. they are the octaves of one another mercury mm-hmm. ruling the mind uranus the higher mind you could think mm-hmm. of like you know how does those electric sort of epiphany moments happen you know bringing from the higher mind into the lower mind and when they're square right there's the tension the possible stimulation mm-hmm. of the mind and yep. how do those great ideas need to uh coalesce and it's interesting that day because the moon is also moving out of Taurus where we get stable and secure and into Gemini where we begin the conversation in a new way. So that to me also, it's a green day on my calendar, meaning it's a positive day.
1: Yeah, Um, I I think that's going to be a really like mental day. I think, you know, Yeah,
0: it it could be a very mentally stimulating day where ideas are flowing, where inspiration is coming in. We might not even realize, you know, what it is it just sounds like a breakthrough waiting to happen kind of day right yeah uh and then the next day of course that's when venus conjuncts pluto and does the handshake deal right let's see okay what are we transforming now and then the very next day after that the sun moves out of aquarius and into pisces into pisces yeah so now we have pisces season Mm. the um, imagination right mm-hmm. the the where are we being victims and where do we need to let that go kind of energy right. so that begins you know the next level that is actually the month then or those 30 days following that bring the astrological year to a close right so I would say, I would infer that there might also be some closures going on, right? Some mm. things that we're letting go of over that month from the 18th of February until the spring equinox. Um, that might be comfortable. Might not be so comfortable.
1: Mm, mm. Close, be yeah, le- the, the closing of cycles can be a little rough.
0: Right? Um, and then we have a, an and anytime that Mercury or excuse me, anytime that Venus and Mars come together and they do on the 21st, we have fireworks, we have creativity. Mm. um, We have a lot of uh, sexual tension, which is also the creative chakra, right? Sex, the sex chakras and the creative chakras are the same. And that brings up the potential for a lot of, you know, creative energy let's just put it sure. like that <laughs> well we'll call it that yeah what
1: <laughs> comes to mind for me is passion with Venus oh yes and Mars like passion it's it's strong it's big yeah
0: mm, it is it's a very big um, event and it sets a tone like any conjunction it sets the tone for the rest of the cycle between Venus and Mars and uh, we've talked about this before, how there's a, you know always going to be the opening, which is the conjunction, then we get to the sextile, then we get to the square, then the next sextile, and square and trine, and all that as we go through the um, relationships and these planets and, that, and how they come together. So that's a good day to circle on your calendar, the 21st, what kind of things are bursting forth, where's your passion leading you. Uh, I don't think you can go wrong when you are following your passion
1: i agree i agree
0: i wish they would teach us that in school
1: oh i i know school needs to be reconfigured but i think that's coming too so <laughs> it is
0: jupiter and gemini next year we've got yeah. reconfiguration energy or this year yeah,
1: yeah. June, may, year. may yeah. june yeah.
0: uh i think it's coming yeah. uh, but that's a story for another day
1: sure is. <laughs> uh,
0: let's see. What else do you, what stands out to you that week before we get to the full moon?
1: Oh, uh, I don't honestly have much uh, between then and the full moon. Yeah. There's Sorry.
0: Mercury going into Pisces, right? Oh, Mercury that moves 24th. fast.
1: I have that on the 24th, the same day as the moon.
0: I have it the 22nd. Mercury into Pisces at 11.29 p.m. My time. So that would be on the 23rd for you guys that are on the East Coast. You Mainers. Mainians. What are you guys? Maniacs?
1: (laughs) We're Mainers.
0: Mainers. I like Maniacs. (laughs) It suits a lot of us. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's fun. Okay. So anyway, then we get to the full moon. Tell me what you think of the full. Moon. Well, I got
1: to get back to that article. I did take a look at that. Early. Oh, Virgo. As I remember, there was a lot in this in our article um, about well about the typical Virgo stuff with judgment and um, being so critical of self and all of that. There was a lot of of that, but I don't I don't really. There was a square Venus square Jupiter is in uh-huh. the same week as that, so. I'm um, drawing
0: a picture for everybody.
1: And I believe there was there's some something about uh, relationship. Oh yeah, the, it's the Venus square Jupiter piece that we're looking at. Again, with not writing those myself, it's I have to catch yes.
0: up. Um so I like to look at the patterns that yeah. show up in the chart. So sure. here's the pattern. Let us see if yeah. I can show it to you, right? Oh yeah, it, oh it's all so on the left. If I turn it, right, it kind of looks like an umbrella. Yep. Uh, or a fan, I guess you could say. And what's holding the energy down here is the moon.
1: The moon, yeah.
0: The moon in Virgo. Mm-hmm. And the, the moon in Virgo, against all the... Pl- and there's, you know, the black moon Lilith and part of Fortune. But since they're not technically planets, um, when we look at this, this there's a lot of this energy up here. Yes. Or what is hemispheric in this one, if you mm-hmm. look at it this way. Mm-hmm. That really is the moon holding the space of getting you off the ground and running, doing something. Hmm. Hmm. She's the practical, the organizer, the let's yep. get, you know, purify this pro- this process or this um, project and let's move it on forward. And in Pisces, then um, <laughs> there's Mercury, the sun, Saturn and right. Neptune. Yes. All in that full moon. So she has a lot of the moon if we didn't have something in Virgo that day, we would have like a lot of flighty, you know, <laughs> let's just like play with ideas, but Virgo moon helping us to ground it in, right? Your ideas are meaning exactly zero if you don't do something if with them. If you don't
1: ground them in. Um, does that make a stellium in Pisces? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. A
0: stellium. There's a stellium in Aquarius as well, because Pluto, Mars and Venus are all there. Um, Wow. So we have that, those two. So wherever Aquarius and Pisces are in your personal charts, that's where you have this preponderance of inventive, innovated, forward thinking, action oriented energy going Mm -hmm. on juxtaposed against this very highly creative imaginative uh fantastical even energy Mm uh and the key is the moon here Uh, how do i bring it in what's the right next idea for me to bring in Mm -hmm. or what's the right next step for me to take in order to bring it in or to you know make it actionable yeah right those are kind of the things i've been thinking a lot about this because Well, because I tend to, I have the gate 41 in my human design, so I tend to have a lot of ideas. I also have the gate 11. That's the idea gate. Mm -hmm. Tons of ideas. But I tend to fall flat with the bringing those into creation. Mm -hmm. So I've been really thinking about if, if, if I was going to change up, transform, pivot, what would I need to do? And that is a good question for everybody to be asking at the full moon in february what would i need to do
1: interesting so like you're, you're talking about this full moon like to me when i when i work with a full moon i'm always trying to release or let go so are we releasing and letting go old ideas old dreams yep. that aren't going to serve us and just finding the right one using that virgo energy to hone in find the most pure best orderly way
0: Yes. So think of the moons like this. The new moon, we're in the dark, right? It's the dark. You don't see a moon. It's dark. So we are creating in sort of this darkness, right? We don't know yet. It's just pure potential. Yep. When we get to the full moon, we're now still, we're still creating. Yes. But now we have this idea about what's working, what's not working, what are right. the obstacles, yes. and it allows us to let go and release. But also, can be the um, uh, the pathway of inspiration or that aha moment.
1: I get it. Seeing the path, the light is there. Seeing the light the path is there. To finish the cycle. The light is there. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So in in a way, then what we do is we tap into. Oh, well, this isn't working. This can't be a part of my new moon intention anymore. So I'm going to let that go. And, uh, and they never really happen in a vacuum. It's not like all of this happens in the space of one month and then it's lost on you if you haven't created it because they build upon each other. Yeah. Uh, So never think of the moon as just this one sort of day. It's a building thing. And this one is building and guess what we'll have to release the most of
1: I don't know. Piscean? I don't
0: know. Victim energy.
1: Vict- oh, well, yeah. Well, that makes sense. And then with the being on that same axis of the Virgo, there's the martyr and the victim, right?
0: Yep. Martyr and victim. Yep. And releasing that helps you to get clear about what it is that y- your path of service. Mm. Right. And, yeah. and when I say do... Uh, Doing energy. It's not all about what you do in your work world. It could be how you are in relationships. It could be about your work. It could be about your health, your finances, and on and on. Uh, Again, all that depending on how that is set up in -hmm. your own personal chart.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. Makes me think that we should do like monthly moon classes.
1: Oh gosh, there would be so much to that. There's so much you can do, Miss Teacher.
0: That's the thing. Like, I got to think about what is it that makes me really excited. Mm-hmm. So, um, OK, so I'm looking at the chat to see if we're missing any questions. Uh, the nodes go direct today also. Woohoo! Right. That's a good thing. Uh, Good morning, Teddy. Yes, I'm on the last Wednesdays of the month. I am on with Tam and we do our Astro inkling sort of look ahead at the next month. Um, and I don't, I have some books if you need it. Yes, Pam. Okay, so I don't see any questions that I'm missing. Individual Astro and HD, so collective energy, how is it in, how is it in an almanac? So Pauline asked kind of further um, ex, uh, expanding that question. And it it can only play to the general, Pauline, because of the nature of everybody's charts being right. different, right? So what Tam does and what I guess all of us are doing in this instance is we are really taking the uh, energies of the time and sort of neutralizing it across the biggest bandwidth so that we can give people this advice or Mm -hmm. you know this energetic signature but knowing that everybody's going to receive it differently because everybody's charts are different right so i hope that makes sense (laughs) (laughs) all right looking at the last week uh oh let's no we did the full moon sorry I lost my mind for a moment. Uh, the last week in February, in our last few minutes, um, we have Mars square Jupiter on the 27th. Uh, we have a host of them on the 28th. It's a red letter day on my calendar. Mercury conjunct the sun.
1: I'll say Mercury, when Mercury entered Pisces too.
0: Yes, that was on the 22nd, 23rd. We kind of talked about on on your calendar. It was one way mine. Different. Mercury conjunct Saturn. Mercury conjunct the sun. Sun conjunct Saturn on the 28th.
1: And I had the sun sextile Jupiter the 29th.
0: That's a distinct possibility. I have Mercury sextile Jupiter, uh, but I, you know, I don't have marches in front of me. So mine time-wise could go across. that's right. But I think it's really, you know, going back to the beginning of our conversation today, and some Mm -hmm. of you weren't here at that point, where we talked about Saturn and making Saturn a partner, um, a helpmate that will keep you steering in the right direction. And when, so that makes me think about this, when we have Mercury and the Sun both conjunct Saturn, well, a lot of times we're talking about how that's uh, depression on your energy or, uh, you know, take the sa- Saturn, taking away the strength of the sun. Um, what if instead it was Saturn helping us to clear up what exactly it is time for us to put our energy toward mm. and what is it that the messages that we're meant to bring. Mm-hmm. And it does that by causing that lull Write that. Pause. Mm. That would be a new like way it. to look at it.
1: I really and, like this idea, and I think I'm going to play with it for. I'm going yeah. to make a little poster about this for a little while and just think about what this could be like. I'm. I'm. Think. I was thinking of the terms like, "Hmm, what if he's just like a friendly coach? You know, like you're down and out, but here are some strategies. I think of Saturn as sort of strategic in mm-hmm. in my mind, anyway. Um, <laughs> Offering offering, you know, a little discipline, a little lessons, right? Coaches are always sharing lessons and parables and things like that. Yep. Um
0: a mentor.
1: Yeah, mentor. Mentor is mm-hmm. a really good word. Yeah. What if Saturn is just your mentor?
0: Right. And a good mentor, a good yeah. coach, a good yeah. counselor, mm-hmm. a good uh parent figure is always going to sort of poke you when yep. you've strayed off course. And that's what we don't like about Saturn. Right that being pushed back to where we need to be or pushed over in a new direction, perhaps. Yeah. Um, it feels sometimes like, um, you know, discipline. Yeah,
1: <sighs> Yes. Helpful pressure.
0: Helpful pressure. I like it. And then we end the month of February on the 29th. We have leap year this year, yep. which means everybody's birthdays are going to be pushed out a day. Uh, after that, um, because we have one extra day in the year, so we're we'll, a lot of people are going to have two calendar birthdays or a calendar birthday and a, a separate a astrological birthday this year. Uh, but we have Mercury in a sextile to Jupiter, lovely energy to end mm. a month on, where yeah. we might be inspired by Mercury in Pisces to to create, to mm. restabilize with Jupiter still in a transit through. Taurus, I think yeah. it's a pretty interesting month altogether. Mm. All looking right.
1: for some, looking for some uh, shockwaves that are helpful, right? All of us, helpful shockwaves,
0: helpful pokes in the right yeah. direction. Yeah. Um, and let's see if we look at this. Tam, you and I will be back together on February 28th, mm-hmm. so the end of the month to look ahead at March always an interesting month as it pivots into the astrological new year i'm always Mm -hmm. anxious to see how that chart of the new year uh of that season spring in the northern hemisphere anyway is going to look so we'll have lots to talk about at the end of the month thank you so much
1: oh my god my pleasure i love these conversations another page of notes for me
0: And I want to see your artwork of the Saturn thing. If you if you get it into a picture, just gotcha. snap it and send it to me. Uh, as always, everybody, thank you so much for joining us. It's a pleasure to share the wisdom and knowledge that we have between us with you all in terms of what's coming up for the next month. Um, we'll see you soon. Take care.
1: Thanks, Bye. Tam. You're welcome. Bye. Bye.
0: Do you wish you could better understand yourself and what is going on in the world? Well, grab your cup of coffee or tea and join the podcast Living Astrology with Janet Hickox for Astrology, Human Design, and Gene Keys Wisdom, Mondays and Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern. Podcasts are available on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, and your other favorite outlets.